0: Thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for today's Missouri Basin Conference Call. In January, we will return to our monthly webinar schedule. The first webinar for 2020 will be held Tuesday, January 7 at 1 p.m. Central Time. Today's call is provided as a courtesy to congressional representatives, tribal, state, and local government officials, including levy sponsors and emergency managers, as well as the media. I am Eileen Williamson, and I will be your moderator. This call is recorded and will be placed on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution System at www.dvidshub.net slash unit slash USACE-NWD. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. All lines have been placed on mute. To unmute your line to ask a question, press star 6. The force mute function does not work on all phones, so if I ask, please use your phone's own mute function and do not place the call on hold. We will have a question and answer session at the end of the call. Today's agenda is as follows. The National Weather Service will provide an update of river stages, river forecasts, and weather forecasts. Missouri River Water Management Division will provide an update of inflows, reservoir storage, and release plans. Kansas City District Water Management will provide an update of lower basin reservoirs and planned releases. Kansas City District Emergency Manager will provide an update on levees in their area of responsibility, and the Omaha District will provide an update on levees in their area of responsibility, and we will follow with a question and answer session. With that, I will turn the call over to Kevin Lau.
1: Thank you, Eileen. Good uh, Good afternoon my name is kevin lau and i'm with the national weather service missouri basin river forecast center we appreciate the Corps' invite to participate on these calls Uh, the past month's precipitation has been uh, near normal across the lower third of the basin it's been a bit wetter than normal across south dakota and eastern montana mountain snowpack is about average for this point in the accumulation period mindful of course that it's still very early Uh, We do currently have some Plains snowpack with heaviest amounts in the Dakotas. Most places there have an inch or less of water equivalent. We don't expect any significant weather producers uh, across the Missouri River Basin during the next seven days. Uh, We will pick up uh, some more mountain snow and we'll add a little bit to the Plains snow, uh, but no large organized systems. We also expect below normal temperatures over the next 10 days. For the month of December, the National Weather Service is calling for above normal uh, temperatures across the basin and slightly above normal precipitation. Looking ahead three months for the period of December through February, we do expect um, the odds for above uh, normal precipitation to remain in effect. Currently across the basin, we have ongoing flooding along the James River in South Dakota, where some locations remain in major. And some locations along the James may uh, remain above flood stage well into February 2020. The North Platte River in Llewellyn, Nebraska, just receded out of minor flood stage, where it was above flood stage uh, since Monday due to an ice jam. The Missouri River itself remains in flood from Nebraska City through St. Joseph, Missouri, and then again from Napoleon, Missouri through Miami. And these two reaches have remained above flood stage since March 13th. However, all locations on the Missouri River are expected to fall below flood stage by late this month, barring any unforeseen circumstances. The National Weather Service will issue its first spring flood outlook on Thursday, February the 13th. Thank you, and that concludes my National Weather Service brief.
0: Thanks, Kevin. it over to John Remus.
1: Thank you, Eileen.
2: Uh, good afternoon, everyone. I'm John Remus. I'm Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division. Our office is responsible for regulating the Missouri River Main Stem Reservoir System. Throughout the year, there has been a lot of discussion regarding the congressionally authorized purposes and the operational priorities for the system. It is important to understand that the authorized purposes and priorities are not the same thing. While the system is authorized for eight purposes, the Corps' priority is life and health safety. In large runoff years, such as 2018 and 2019, or during an extreme hydrologic event, the flood control purpose drives the Corps' operational decisions for the system. During average or below average runoff years, the Corps operates the system for flood control and also makes releases to meet flow targets in the lower river for other purposes, such as navigation and water supply. Due to high runoffs, system operational decisions have been driven by the flood control purpose since March of 2018. I want to assure everyone in the basin that the Corps remains fully committed to our flood risk reduction mission, protecting stakeholders when we can from significant runoff events that pose a threat to human health and safety. In 2019, Mother Nature has made managing runoff in the Missouri River Basin very challenging. People throughout the basin have been and or or continue to be directly impacted, some severely impacted. The Corps is well aware of the damage that this year's flooding has caused, and we are doing all we can to reduce the impacts and assist in the recovery. It is important to understand that floods can and will occur regardless of basin or system conditions, including ice-induced flooding during the winter freeze-in and, and spring breakup periods, and flooding due to thunderstorms, particularly along the lower Missouri River, which cannot be mitigated by the operation of the stem reservoirs. Before I ask members of my staff to provide specifics with respect to the Missouri River mainstem Reservoir System status and operations, it is important to understand that the volume Timing and location at which runoff enters the system significantly impacts the timing and amount of releases. Each runoff season or flooding event is unique. Care should be given when comparing one event to another. 2019 continues to be a very wet year for the basin. This has led to excessive runoff into the reservoirs and into the unregulated streams below the system. The system's status and operation will be described in a few minutes and are aimed at evacuating the water from the flood control zones and the reservoirs before the 2020 runoff season begins. Given the basin conditions, our plan is to be as aggressive as we can with the evacuation process this fall and again next spring in order to provide the greatest amount of flexibility in the system. We will continue to evaluate the conditions on the ground and make adjustments as necessary. That concludes my remarks. Thank you very much. I will turn the uh, call over to Kevin Brody now.
3: Thank you, John. My name is Kevin Grody, and I'm the Reservoir Regulation Team Lead for the Missouri Basin Water Management Office. The 2019 calendar year runoff forecast for the Upper Missouri Basin, which is the Missouri River Basin above Sioux City, Iowa, is 60.4 million acre-feet, which is 238% of average. Through the first 11 months of 2019, we've seen 58.8 million acre-feet which makes the 2019 runoff year the second-highest runoff in 121 years of record-keeping. If realized, the forecast of 60.4 million acre-feet would nearly equal the previous record runoff from 2011, which was 61.0 million acre-feet. Specifically, talking about November, the November runoff in the basin was about two times average which is continuing the trend of well above-average runoff in the basin uh, which we've experienced since March. As Kevin Lau mentioned uh, earlier during this call, above-average precipitation in western South Dakota and central and eastern Montana, along with snowstorms in some areas, contributed to this above-average runoff uh, during November. Current runoff trends. Soil moisture, snow, and precipitation and temperature outlooks are the most important factors influencing the upper basin runoff for the final month of 2019. Soil moisture conditions continue to be very wet across most of the upper basin. And last week, a significant plain snowfall event occurred over South Dakota, northern Nebraska, and southern North Dakota. We're expecting that snow to be melting and becoming runoff during December. Uh, we are also monitoring mountain snowpack, which has begun. It's not factored into this December 19, 2019 runoff forecast, um, but for those who are watching, it is about average in the Fort Peck Reach and slightly above average in the Garrison region. We will continue to monitor that snowpack accumulation, which normally doesn't peak until about mid-April. We expect the runoff to be above average in December based on current streamflow locations. Uh, soil moisture, and the temperature and precipitation forecast. As you know, the runoff season starts on or about March 1st, so our monthly forecast or our monthly studies that Mike is going to be talking about extend into the end of February 2020. Our forecast for January and February 2020 is about uh, one and a half times average for both months. And this is based on the current and forecasted basin conditions, as well as the temperature and precipitation outlooks, which Kevin Lowe previously talked about. Over the last 10 years, the runoff in January and February has been about one and a half times average, um, based on the 120-year long-term record. So, in summary, the updated 2019 calendar year runoff forecast for 2019 is 60.4 million acre-feet, or 238% of average. I'll now turn it over to Mike Swenson to talk about the December 1 Reservoir Studies. Okay, thanks Kevin. Uh,
4: System storage is currently 57.3 million acre-feet. System storage has decreased about 3.6 million acre-feet since the end of October. 1.2 million acre-feet of the 16.3 million acre-feet of total flood storage is occupied. The long-range monthly studies were updated and posted earlier this week and are based on the monthly runoff forecast that Kevin just discussed. Yesterday, we also posted an updated short-range or three-week forecast to our website. Releases from Gavin's point are currently 57,000 CFS and are being stepped down 3,000 CFS per day until releases reach 27,000 CFS uh, in mid-December. Releases will be held at that rate through December. The long-range forecast shows Gavins Point release of 25,000 CFS in January and February. Releases from Fort Randall are currently 48,000 CFS and are being stepped down to winter levels at a rate of about two to 3,000 CFS per day. Milwaukee Reservoir is at elevation 1608.8, 1.3 feet above the base of the annual flood control zone. Releases from Oaheie are also being reduced to winter release rates. some reservoirs at elevation 1839.1, 1.6 feet above the base of the annual flood control zone. Pearson releases are currently 24,000 CFS. Based on the current forecast, releases will be reduced to 16,000 CFS by early next week in anticipation of possible ice formation and river freezing. Releases in December will be adjusted based on river ice conditions, with winter releases expected to reach about 24,500 CFS in January, downstream conditions permitting. Fort Peck Reservoir is at elevation 2238.4, down 2.3 feet since the end of October. Reservoir is 4.4 feet above the base of the annual flood control zone. Releases from Fort Peck are currently 15,000 CFS. They will be reduced to 13,000 CFS next week, and the spillway will be closed at that time. We will continue to monitor conditions in the basin and make any release adjustments uh, through the winter. Thank you. That concludes my update.
0: Thanks, Mike.
5: I'll hand it to you, Eric, in uh, Kansas City. Thank you, Eileen. Today I'll provide an update on our current reservoir conditions within the Kansas City District and our water management decisions moving forward. Uh, The lower Kansas reservoir projects are making good progress towards emptying the stored floodwaters from this year's event. Over the past month, the occupied flood control space in the lower Kansas projects has reduced from 40% occupied at the beginning of November to approximately 4% today. Uh, our current forecast indicates that Milford, Tuttle Creek, Perry, and Clinton should approach multipurpose pool within the next 7 to 14 days. Currently, these four projects are making a combined release of 18,000 CFS. We anticipate stepping that down slightly tomorrow to 17,000 CFS and making some adjustments as to where those flows are coming out of which reservoirs. And we expect to further reduce mid-next week as we approach multi-purpose at each of these reservoirs. Um, <clears throat> now, at Harlan County uh, Lake in south-central Nebraska is progressing more slowly. Uh, current releases are dropping the pool at Harlan County approximately a tenth of a foot per day. Uh, the reservoir is approximately three and a half feet above multi-purpose pool, or 10% of its flood pool is occupied. The latest forecast indicates that we would reach multi-purpose pool at Harlan County by January 1st. Uh, There is a potential that ice conditions could start there prior to January 1, uh, which may cause us to carry some small storage over, uh, or to possibly continue to release slightly over the winter if it's feasible. However, uh, we would expect that to be in the, you know, one to three percent range if we got caught with a little bit in that, and it would not be impactful. Uh, to next year's uh, events, we would be able to correct it or get it down to multipurpose earlier in the spring. Uh, The Osage Basin projects uh, did get some inflow due to recent rainfall events over uh, the holiday weekend, but uh, they are operating uh, as normal. Uh, We're making uh, releases as we normally schedule with uh, the small amounts of water in each of those. uh, projects. We expect that the reservoirs in the Osage Basin to be at their winter targets within the next week as well. Uh, that concludes my comments.
0: Thanks, Eric. Uh, Judd with uh, Kansas City Emergency Management. Uh,
6: good afternoon. Can you hear me? We got you. All right. I'm Judd Canivan. and I'm the Emergency Management Chief for the Kansas City District. Uh, our Emergency Operations Center remains at uh, activated at level two partial activation. Uh, this is our 268th day of flood operations. It's the longest flood event in the Kansas City District history. Uh, with improving river stages, we hope to be able to declare an end to this flood event at some point in the near future, uh, possibly next week. Uh, once the flood event has ended, we will resend the notice to public sponsors, of levee systems uh, that participate in the pl 499 Rehabilitation and Inspection Program. The notice will tell the sponsors that they have 30 days to submit a written request assistance. Sponsors will not need to resubmit a request for assistance if they have done so since March 13th of this year. Uh, Currently, we have 109 requests for assistance. The most recent was Abilene, Kansas, which was received earlier this week. This will result in approximately 68 levy rehabilitation projects after we've bundled the multiple requests for segmented levy systems. We've submitted 58 project information reports uh, to our Northwestern Division for approval. Uh, 56 of those projects have been approved and are now in the engineering and design phase. Uh, we continue to anticipate most of the levy rehab projects to be advertised this winter with bids following 30 days from the date of advertisement. Uh, we are working to complete the few remaining damage assessments we have left. We hope to complete those over the next two weeks. Uh, the plan is to be in Holt County, uh, Missouri next week. Uh, rock placement for the construction of the emergency measure to close breaches on the Big Tarkio levee in Holt County, Missouri, has been completed. Rock placement at the Mill Creek breach resumed within the last two weeks. It will be mid-January before rock placement is completed at that location. Uh, following rock placement, we will increase the level of protection at each of the re- emergency repair sites by four feet with the installation of a HESCO barrier flood wall. This will be constructed using Corps of Engineers and local assets. As river conditions continue to improve, it's important to remember that many areas will continue to be vulnerable to flooding. Flood protection will not be restored by spring, and folks who live and work in flood-prone areas should remain weather and river aware. Uh, thank you, and that concludes our remarks.
0: Thanks, Jen. Matt Kratsky, Omaha District.
7: Yep, thanks, Eileen. Uh, this is Matt Kraski the Readiness Branch Chief with the or- Army Corps of Engineers Omaha District. Omaha District uh, EOC remains activated at Level 3 as we continue to monitor basic condition in all the states within our district boundaries. Similar to the Kansas City District, as the Missouri Re- River levels decrease and current conditions hold, we plan to lower our EOC activation to normal operations later this month. To date, we have completed 14 breach closures. We have 19 remaining. Um, We also recently received funds to repair a riverbank failure on the Platte River that redirected a significant portion of flow towards the Plattsmouth water plant. We've developed plans and specifications and are currently taking bids to repair that area. Construction will tentatively begin in January and will probably take three to four months to complete. Looking at some of the progress on the individual levees along the Missouri River since our last call, uh, work continues on crest and side-slope damage repair on levee unit L611614 just south of Council Bluffs. Also, closure of the outlet breach is ex- expected the week of 9 December 2019. At levee L575, crest and critical section loss repairs are being performed with three separate construction crews. The contractor also continues to stockpile clay and rock that will be used for future levee repair efforts on this system. The Omaha Right Bank Levee Repair Project along the Missouri River at Omaha has been awarded, and the pre-construction, contract, pre-construction meeting, excuse me, is scheduled for later today. Work is expected to begin in the near future. Due to poor site conditions and after working with the project sponsors, work on the levee unit L536 will not begin until next year. This will provide the team and the sponsor adequate time to assess the condition of this levee and develop a clearly defined path forward for the rehabilitation project. Repairs are also continuing on tributary levees. The Western Sarpy and Cedar Creek project along the Platte River, the Columbus project along the Loop River are all under construction and expected to be completed next spring. Engineering and design continues on other levees on the Missouri River and tributaries, and as these are completed, we will continue to move forward with contract awards. For regular updates on repair efforts to flood control structures in the Missouri River Basin, visit the Omaha District's System Restoration page at HTTPS colon, forward slash, forward slash, www.nwo.usace.army.mil. Click on the red Levy Status Updates icon in the left side of the page. There you can track our status updates, view photos and videos, and track all status of the Levy Rehab. We remain vigilant in light of sporadic storms, and we can't reiterate enough that life safety continues to be the primary focus of our efforts to repair the levee systems. We continue to work with federal, state, local emergency management agencies to keep the public informed. This concludes my comments. Back to you, Eileen.
0: Thanks, Matt. We have 53 people on the call today. Uh, Thank you for joining us. We're going to now field questions from congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, levy sponsors, and then after we've uh, completed those questions, we'll move to members of the press. Remember to press star six to come off mute to ask your question and state your name and organization before asking your question. We'll start with the state of Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, Montana?
6: Uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. Uh, this is uh, Dan Claxton with KRCG TV in Jefferson City, Missouri. I do have a question. Uh, I'm not sure if this would be for Eric or Judd or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Judd or uh, uh, I didn't catch the uh, Omaha district uh, person's uh, name. Matt Go ahead. Okay. Uh, my question is uh, specifically regarding the Capital View levy uh, outside of Jefferson City, which is very important to the health of the local airport. Um, is, is there any progress being made on that? What is the progress there? Has work begun,
4: uh, that kind of thing?
6: Uh, this is Judd. Uh, no work's begun as far as uh, repair, uh, but we are working with them, and we are advancing that uh, uh, project. Hang on just a second I- let me pull up the status sorry I should have had it up uh, so capital view currently uh, is it E&D uh, we're closing that process out and uh, we should begin working with the sponsors here uh, quickly to start uh, they have to provide the real estate and also the earth and material and uh, I suspect that this is probably going to be advertised. It will be after the first of the year. All
0: right. Thank you.
6: Yeah, you're welcome.
0: Thanks, Dan. Uh, any other um, state, local government officials, state of Missouri? Montana?
8: Are these questions for anyone Um uh... I I didn't catch that hello Uh,
0: yeah state and local government officials uh, levy sponsors tribes congressional delegation members
8: okay Uh, I have a question Um, how many uh, project Joe Gibbs I'm with uh, central Missouri I'm an engineer for several districts Um, on the uh, area between st. Louis and Kansas City are there any uh, levy repairs underway at the present Hey, hey Joe, this is Chad. The only six we had six contracts out there prior to the flood.
6: Yeah. And those are all still open and and as conditions improve those contractors are expected to move in and to begin work again. Okay? But but, but no additional additional projects have been awarded. At this
8: point. Okay. Now, uh this is for both uh St. Uh, excuse me, Kansas City and Omaha. You talk about uh contracts being let and work underway. But you don't distinguish between a federal levy system and a non-federal levy system. Is is there a breakdown on that? Let's say for Omaha, uh, you talked about repairs there. Were well, those all federal levies?
7: Um, Joe, so we have we have two levies that are non-federal, and all the rest are federal levies. I see. Um, so, uh, and I didn't mention R six sixteen R six thirteen is non-federal, um, and then there are some other tributary levies that are non-federal, but all the other levies along the Missouri mainstem are federal.
8: Okay, and, and that's in the Omaha District only. Correct. Yeah, and, and then in the Kansas City District, um, um, what's the breakdown on federal and non-federal there? So the the emergency measures
6: in Holt County, the Big Tarkio, and the Mill Creek Levy districts; those are non-program levies that we're working on. So. Yeah. We don't refer to them as non-federal; they're just right. non-program. And then we've had we have six non-federal levies that are under contract. We also have bids back uh, on the uh, North Kansas City
8: uh, federal levy. Right. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Joe. Uh, State of Montana, Nebraska, North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming. All right, we'll move to the media. State of Iowa. Again, star six to unmute your phone and state your name and the organization you represent before asking your question. Okay, moving from Iowa, Kansas. Missouri? Uh,
6: yes, hi, this is Dennis Sharkey with the Mountain City News. I had a question for Judd. Um, you said, uh, you mentioned that work had begun on the Mill Creek project, but there was also another hole or breach on the other side of Mill Creek. Um, has there been any discussions or any talk or any plans made about that hole, filling that hole? Yeah, so they, so after we're com- done with the work, the Natural Resources Conservation Service is going to repair the Mill Creek levee, and uh, they were on site today uh, meeting with the levee sponsor to discuss what that permanent project is going to look like. Okay, cool. Thank you. And the point of of contact there is Marty Comstock. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks,
0: Dennis. Any other media questions from the state of Missouri? Yes. um,
9: My name is Luke Victor. I'm with KMIZ-TV in Columbia, Missouri. Um, I just had a couple questions uh, for the Kansas City District. Um, one of the questions I had, uh, you mentioned that there were 68 uh, total levies in repair, I believe, uh, right now. How many of those are in Missouri?
6: Uh, I can get you that number. I just got to hang on just a second. I got to. Sure. Let me, uh, why don't we move on and I'll come
9: back with to an answer with you here. Just, a, just give okay. me a minute. Okay, cool. Thank okay? you. That works.
0: Luke, did you have any other questions?
9: Um, it was going to be uh, an, an after question for that particular question.
0: Okay. So when Judge gets that number, we'll come back to you. Any other questions sure. for the uh, State of Missouri media? Okay. Montana. Nebraska. North Dakota. South Dakota. Wyoming? Any national press or additional questions? Again, start six to unmute your phone. Judge, you got the answer for uh, Luke?
6: Yeah, so there's 100, 108 requests for assistance, okay? And so if you deduct about 15 of those, the remainder is all in Missouri. That makes sense. So it'd be what's that, uh, eighty-seven? Okay, like that or what's that? Sorry, fifteen, fifteen. Yeah, uh, hundred eight about eighty-three. Yeah, eighty-three are in Missouri, and then of the projects themselves, that'll be that we expect to repair the sixty-eight. There's uh, uh, they removed them. So there's three. uh, uh, there'd be 12 then right now. Uh, of of those 68 would be in Kansas and the remainder would be Missouri.
9: Okay. And you mentioned that, uh, or someone had mentioned that flood repairs might not be done by the spring. Is that a majority in Missouri that uh, wouldn't be finished up till then or? That is a majority. Most of them will not
6: be repaired in the spring and this construction will continue probably into the fall and into the okay. next spring.
9: And are there if you know the what comes potentially could come to fruition with above average precipitation this winter, could that halt the repair process or uh
6: yes so okay. yeah if we uh, experience an unusually wet winter or um an especially cold winter that could impact uh our ability to uh, make repairs.
9: Okay. And is there a place where um, I could access Missouri's levy repair progress uh, publicly, or any way that we could access that information kind of on the fly if we need to? Uh,
6: we, I don't, I don't think I have it sitting on my uh, uh, our district webpage. And uh, uh, I'll work with my team, and we'll we'll get something set up so you guys okay. can access the the newest information. Okay.
9: Can I give you an email address so that I could get that emailed to me? Sure. Okay. Uh, my email is Luke.Victor at KMIZ.com. KMIZ? KMIZ. Correct.
6: I'll send you an email tomorrow.
9: Okay. okay cool. All right. Yep. Thank you very much.
8: Thanks, Luke.
0: Thank you. Any final questions before we adjourn?
8: Yes. This oh, is This work. is Joe Gibbs again. Uh, any report on the damage to the channel or the revetment or the rock structures? Um, and if you do uh, have a, uh, have you received enough approval on money to uh, begin work on repairing those rock structures, uh, revetment and dikes and so forth?
7: Hey, hey, Joe. This is this is Matt Kraske in the Omaha District. I can speak a little bit to that. Um, the the water hasn't dropped out enough up here at least yet um, for us to go out and do the assessment on the structures. Uh, we do have that scheduled for um, to do an aerial surveillance in probably mid January or so. They're, scal- they're scheduling a helicopter. Yeah. Um, I can't speak to the. Um, funding, since I don't know how much damage there is, though. I see.
6: Uh, Yeah, so in Kansas City, it's much the same, Joe. Uh, We have not been able to see a structure in two years. Uh, So once the water recedes, they'll be on the river. We have received uh, some appropriation uh, to repair both bank stabilization and navigation
4: project structures
6: and MR. MRRP, Missouri River Recovery Program, structures associated with chutes. But we did not receive what we had asked for in total. I see.
8: Don Nelson in Nebraska, please restate the January time and date.
0: Will do. The January call will be held Tuesday, the 7th, at 1 p.m. Central Time. Thank you. Any other questions out there?
8: Yeah, I have a question. This is Joe Gibbs again. Um,
0: yes.
8: Do you happen to have um, the elevations on rock dikes? Uh, in other words, how can a local levy district look at a dike, let's say, and see if it's shot or in bad shape or something? Uh, but uh, do you have elevations or distances from construction reference planes, or uh, how could we get that information so we could look at it ourselves? We do have all of that information.
6: Uh, The best course of action would be to contact our river engineering section, Mike Chapman, uh, for that information. And
8: I'll send you an email, and I can provide you with his contact info. I'd appreciate Uh, that. Okay. Uh, Do you have my email on that? Oh, yes, sir. Okay.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Joe, this is Eric Schumate, and uh, we'll uh, coordinate it through Judd in that email, but uh, if you have specific locations, uh, that would be great. That way we can identify um, which ones you're specifically looking at. Of course, we have structures, you know, every tenth of a mile or so, so.
8: Well, now I have a... I have a book that gives me the mileage on it, but I noticed that maybe dikes have a little bit different number than the river mile. So uh, maybe in your me- email, if you wish, is tell me a, uh, you know, dike number, whatever it is, then so they we're on the same page. Uh, but it seemed like the mileage number on dikes. Were different than the actual river miles. Is that right? Or uh, that is correct. Yeah, they, they, they uh, will not be.
5: Uh, most were built and named after uh, mileage prior to what's the current river mileage. So okay, we'll get with uh, Judd and we'll coordinate with you, Joe, and uh, get which ones you're interested in and get you the information.
8: Well, I have a. I have a. Um, I've forgotten. Um, hydrographic map is that what that's called uh, from 94 and uh, that has the dike numbers on it I think doesn't it, it, yes, does. it does.
5: so that would be the information that would uh, identify them for uh, us that the ones that you're interested in
8: okay it's called a hydrographic survey map yep Okay, and that has the dike numbers on it and revetment numbers and so forth, okay oh. we'll have uh judge shoot you Mike the information, but
5: if you can gather your interest locations, we'll get those answers yeah All right, yeah
8: thanks. we we had a lot of river uh, riverbank erosion down here and sloughing, and uh I know that the dikes were repaired here uh, after the two thousand eleven. And um, you know it, th- those things keep the river away from us, <laughs> but we have a real, we have a real simple way of, of measuring that.
0: All right. Thanks. Thanks for your questions, Joe. I think uh, Eric and Jed will be working with you. So if you have any additional questions, they'll be able to take care of those as well. You bet. Um, yeah. One last call for anyone else. I had one more question.
9: This is uh, Luke again.
0: Yeah, go
9: ahead, Luke. Um, so I, I guess uh, my final question for you guys is uh, the fact that the levies won't be done by string, is that just a sheer numbers issue, I'm assuming, um, in, in terms of, you know, there's just too many to repair in the amount of time? It's a combination of factors.
6: It, it, it has to do with the numbers, but it also has to do with the duration of the Flooding and the conditions that we experienced in a lot of locations that just prevented us from getting in there and doing damage assessments, um, you know, identifying borrow and uh, repair alternatives and that type of thing. So it it just takes a while.
9: Okay. And there's no issue with like funding this. It's it's more of just going to be we need the time to complete this project.
6: Yeah. Currently, uh, from the federal side, our funding stream has been good uh, for uh, our projects. Uh, The state of Missouri uh, has also appropriated funds to help the local non-federal sponsors with their cost shares, and uh, uh, we have that process worked out with them. And so right now, yes, we we think we're in pretty good shape. Okay, cool. Thank you. I'm
0: afraid to ask. One last call. (laughs) Any questions before we adjourn? Okay. The next call is scheduled for Tuesday, January 7 at 1 p.m. Central Time. We appreciate your participation today. Uh, Do please make sure that you disconnect your call. We've had a few times where uh, calls have remained open long after this call has ended. So with that, we will talk to you in January. Happy New Year and Merry Christmas. Uh,
8: Repeat the time again, January the 7th on a Tuesday at what time? 1 p.m. 1 p.m., okay. Okay. And the same call numbers and contact numbers, correct?
0: We'll send that information out. Okay. Thank you. You bet. Mm -hmm.